Praise the Lord. You are destined to win. God spoke to me in August of 1980 and said to proclaim the word of faith, be a showcase of ministries, and train people to fulfill the word of God. The message that you're about to hear was recorded in a live meeting where the Lord used me to teach the uncompromising word of faith. So open your heart to receive the ministry of the Word of God today, and you will be changed, empowered, and motivated to fulfill the Word of God in your life. Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad you could join us tonight here at Faith and Victory Church for our Wednesday night service. Uh, glad to have you electronically. <laughs> we're still not meeting on Wednesday nights, but we are meeting at Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock at New Life Family Church, which is uh, just outside of Jamestown, near the intersection of uh, Martin Luther King Drive, which comes out of High Point, used to be called Kivet, and uh, Business 85. That location right there, the church is right near that intersection. Join us on Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock if you can possibly come because I tell you what, it is good to get together. You know, Hebrews 10, 25 says that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is and so much more as we see the day approaching. And that day is approaching. We are getting closer and closer to the very last of the last days. We're already in the last days, folks, I tell you. It, it shouldn't be a surprise to you uh, looking at everything that's happening in the world. Crazy stuff going on in the world. But I tell you what, we are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are conquerors and more than conquerors because Jesus has already done the conquering for us. All right, That makes us more than conquerors because he already did all the heavy lifting, so to speak. You see what I'm saying? So anyway, I tell you what, we're going to be getting into the Word of God in just a few minutes. Before we do that, though, I want to encourage you, if you haven't given tithe uh, during this time, it's our regular church service, and so we offer this time for you to tithe or to give. And particularly, if you want to give into our building campaign, I tell you, it is going strong, and all you got to do is go to fvc.org slash building. And you'll be able to see our progress as we're believing God for that $60,000 that we need to get into a building that will be a permanent location for Faith and Victory Church. Think about that. A permanent location for the church. We'll be able to do so much for the Lord. And I tell you, we'll be a strong local church in the Greensboro, North Carolina area. We already are because the church is not the building. The church is the people. But I tell you what, it's a good thing to have a place to meet and to be able to fellowship together and assemble together as we should. Now, we are thankful for New Life Family Church providing their facility on Sunday afternoons. But I tell you what, it's going to be so much nicer when we have our own building. We'll have it set up. We'll be able to start doing our video uh, ministry with all of our cameras again. I'm looking forward to that, you know, being in that part of the ministry. I tell you, Jessica is doing a great job with the Mevo camera, but I am looking forward to having a multiple camera shot and being able to get all that underway. So if you want to give to the building fund, get us into that permanent location, go ahead and give uh, through either Square Cash 
or through uh, a PayPal donation. Both of those opportunities are up on the screen right now and you can see that information. Or you can always just give a check or actual cash. We'll take that as well, praise the Lord. But I tell you what, whether you are giving, whether you are tithing, whether you're giving to the building fund, you can do that right now. And let's go ahead and receive the offering tonight in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that we can give of our substance into the work of the gospel. Father, I know that you will bless this seed. This ministry of Faith and Victory Church is good ground. And so, Father, this seed that is planted will spring and grow up and will multiply many, many blessings back to us as givers because it is the givers that can claim Philippians 4.19 that my God shall supply all our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, well, let's get into the Word of God tonight. I tell you, we've got some good things to talk about. I want to share with you a scripture that is near and dear to my heart. This is one of the main scriptures that I stood on to get my strength back. And as you can tell, I'm back. Hallelujah. My voice is strong. I tell you, that was the first thing that went <laughs> when I uh, began to succumb to the malnutrition that occurred because of celiac disease. Uh, my, my throat and my voice just felt like it was just shriveling up. I could barely talk. <coughs> you know, I had that kind of weak, weak, weak voice. And I've always had a strong voice. I've always had a powerful, you know, voice for radio. And that just bugged me. I couldn't do my programs like I wanted to. I sounded so weak and so tired all the time. And physically, I was so tired. And it just kept getting worse and worse. Now, in the natural, I was losing weight. And I was thinking, man, this is great. You know, I'm losing weight. Uh, but it got to where I lost all I needed to lose. And I just kept losing. And I kept losing. And finally, I got so weak, I couldn't walk. I couldn't get up from my from my bed and go to the bathroom. I mean, it was terrible. And it was. I just finally got up one day and was starting to try to get to the bathroom and fell. And when I did, I fell on the ground and couldn't get up. Couldn't lift my hands. Couldn't lift my feet. Belinda tried to help me up. She couldn't help me up. So what was I going to do? I was just laying there. And she finally said, we're going to have to get you to the hospital. Of course, being a man, you know how men are. <laughs> I said, well, I'm okay. I'll be all right. <laughs> and she said, you can't even move. And I thought, eh, she's got a point. So I said, all right, all right, call the ambulance. So she called, and the ambulance came, and it took several men to get me up and get me on a stretcher. Even though I was weak, even though I was had shrunk down to practically nothing, I'm still a big guy, you know, 6'2". I'm a big guy even when I'm skinny. <laughs> so anyway, they put me in the ambulance, they took me to the hospital, they started running all these tests at the hospital. Couldn't find what was wrong with me. You know, they just said, we don't understand it. There wasn't any actual, you know, origination from what they could tell of the disease. But my all they knew was that my kidneys were failing, that my liver was failing, that my heart was beating erratically. They finally had to put a, a pacemaker in my heart because it was beating erratically. And, you know, it, everything was just gone haywire. 
They didn't know what to make of it. And so finally I kept getting weaker and weaker and weaker. It got to the point I couldn't lift my hands up off the bed. Now you can imagine if you've got your hands laid on a bed and you just need to lift your hands a little, I couldn't do that. I, couldn't, I could barely talk when people would come to visit me. I would just barely be able to whisper. And finally I just started doing thumbs up for okay or yes and thumbs down for no. I mean, it was pitiful. It was pitiful. And I could see it when people would come visit me. Now, i got to remember, by this time, like I said, I'm 6'2". By this time, I was down to 135, 140 pounds. I look like, <laughs> you know, Pastor said, death warmed over. Like they were going to nail the, the nails in the coffin. That was it. Ship me home. You know what I'm saying? And I could tell by people, when they looked at me and laying there in the hospital, it was like, poor boy. I mean, he... He looks like he's about just gone. And that's the way I felt. And so, the entire time now, I'm confessing I'm the healed of the Lord. Jesus bore my sicknesses and carried my diseases. By his stripes we were healed. I'm confessing the word, and Belinda is reading scriptures to me. As a matter of fact, Pastor Janie gave me a list of scriptures that we read over and over and over, building healing building healing into my spirit. And, you know, I mean, I've been studying the Word of God and, and been in the Word of Faith, <laughs> wow, for 40-some years. I mean, I've been in the ministry for, let's see, uh, uh, 1977. By that time, it would have been just about 40-some years that I had been in ministry, in the Word. But I'm just, I'm just confessing, and I'm just doing the best I can. Well, finally, we begin to pray... Lord, give the doctors wisdom to find whatever this is. And they kept running tests and running tests. And finally, they just got to the point, they said, uh, Mr. Bailey, there's nothing we can do for you. We're just going to ship you home to die because you've got about a week to live. Now, you don't want to hear that when you're in the hospital. I'd been there for weeks and weeks and weeks. And you don't want to hear you got a week to live. But I said, I shall live and not die. And proclaim the works of the Lord. And they were like, well, we, we're going to ship you home because we've got, we've got a hospital bed here that somebody that we can help can go into. So we can't help you. We're going to send you home. Well, I said, look, can't you send me? To, is there any other tests? And Belinda, of course, was, boy, she was advocating for me. And so they sent me to uh, Chapel Hill. And, of course, it's a teaching hospital. And as a teaching hospital... They were always wanting to train the, the students. So they said, can we use you as an example? Can we have all these guys, you know, and, and, and ladies that are studying to be doctors all around studying and trying to find out what's wrong with you? I said, go for it. <laughs> so they ran every test again that they could and finally found out it was celiac disease. Once they knew it was celiac disease, here's what's weird. Up to this point, they were just letting me go. Let me fade away. But once they found the disease, and this is the thing about modern medicine, they got to find what to name it. But once they found the disease, they said, oh, it's celiac disease. That's why your body's wasted away. Your body is attacking itself. It's an autoimmune response to my gut breaking down and the, the, uh, the food that I wasn't absorbing going into my system and basically rotting. 
It sounds terrible, but my body was just reacting to that, and it was breaking itself down. They said, oh, we know what it is now. And I thought, okay. They said, all you need to do is quit eating any wheat products, anything with gluten. I went, okay. <laughs> and they said, now we'll give you intravenous feeding. And they, they cut a hole in my chest, and they ran a tube inside, the gold tube, and, and ran nutrient into it. Well, I started getting a little bit stronger. And I'm thinking, they could have done this before. <laughs> but no, until they named it, they weren't going to do anything. They were just going to let me die. But then they gave me all this intravenous feeding, and I got strong enough I could barely lift my hand up. And they got me to try to sit up on my bed, and I would faint and fall out back into the bed. But I just kept... I kept thinking, man, I got to be stronger. I got to be stronger. And this is where the scripture comes in that I want to talk to you about tonight. And that is Psalm verse, or chapter 27, verse 1. All right, Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is the strength of my life. And I begin to confess that. The Lord is the strength of my life. I mean, people around me probably didn't want to hear it anymore because I kept saying, the Lord is the strength of my life and I get a little bit stronger and a little bit stronger and once I got home I got I was sent home and put in a hospital bed there because I still couldn't get up but you know Belinda would feed me without gluten <laughs> and I'd get a little stronger and a little stronger and a little stronger finally started gaining a little bit of weight got up to about 150 pounds <laughs> which was still skinny as a rail and uh, matter of fact I've got a picture of myself that I want to show you. I'm going to put it up right now so that you can see it. That's what I looked like after I got where I could stand up beside my hospital bed at home. That's pretty pitiful. And I still look like I was about to die. But that's when I was looking better than I was, okay? And all the time I'm confessing, the Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my life over and over and over again. So what I want to do, I've got my King James uh, Bible here on Esword, and I want to share this with you. Psalm 27.1, a Psalm of David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Now the word Lord here is Yehovah from the Hebrew, and it is capitalized, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. It is what is called in theological circles the tetragrammaton. <laughs> okay, that's a very fancy term. But it basically means the what the Hebrews refused to pronounce, the unpronounceable name of God is what they called it. it. But basically they just forgot how to pronounce it because they didn't want to say it out of sheer respect and reverence for this word for the Lord. This is the covenant Lord, okay? This is God whoo, at his most awesome. Amen? And it says, that's what this word is here, Yehovah. The Lord is my light. Now this word light is or in Hebrew. Our transliteration of it is O-R-E. means illumination. To illuminate to light, to give happiness. In every sense, an illumination. 
including happiness and mourning. You know how you feel when you get up in the morning, you look out, and you see a beautiful sunrise. Woo, that feeling and that illumination that comes through the window. That is what he's talking about here, the light, the illumination. We'd say the revelation that comes from the light coming in. All right, and then my salvation. Woo, get ready. Got something to hold on to? Hold on to it. Are you, are you ready? This word is Yeshua. Now, that's awfully close to Yeshua, which is the Hebrew name of Jesus. His actual name in Hebrew, Yeshua. This is Yesha. A little bit different. Yesha, but it is the derivative. It's the root of that word that is translated that is Jesus. And it means liberty, deliverance, whoo, prosperity, safety, salvation, saving. Woo, hallelujah. It is a whole lot like the Greek word sozo, okay, which means saved, delivered, healed, protected, made whole, spirit, soul, body, financially, socially, and delivered from all temporal evil. It is, in effect, the Hebrew version of sozo. All right, and that's who the Lord is. He is my liberty. He is my deliverance. He is my prosperity. He is my safety. He is my salvation. Woo, hallelujah. Think about that. The Lord is my light. He reveals. And he is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Now this word fear in the Hebrew, yare, means to fear, to frighten. So it's talking about the kind of fear that you would have you know, if you're startled and, and frightened, uh, it means to dread. All of this comes from this Hebrew word, yare. So whom shall I fear? Another way of saying this is, what shall I fear? A lot of people all freaked out about COVID-19. Oh, COVID-19. And they're in fear. They're living in fear. Well, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Well, here's the thing. Whom shall I be afraid of? Of what shall I be afraid of? The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is my salvation, my deliverance, my prosperity, my healing. He is everything to us. Woo, hallelujah. I tell you, I done preached myself happy. Amen. He is everything to us. He is the strength of my life. Now, this word strength, I love this. This is the Hebrew for strength, ma'oz. It means a fortified place, like a castle. Figuratively, defense, as a castle would be, a force, a force, a fort, force, and fort, rock, strength, to be strong. Okay, he is the strength, the fortress, the castle, the stronghold of my life. The word life here is Hebrew kahi, meaning alive in the sense of raw flesh, the fresh water, uh, plant, year, all of that is part of the meaning. Strong also is a noun, especially the feminine singular and masculine plural, life or living thing, talking about your physical life. Your physical life, the Lord 
is the strength of that physical life. And so as I begin to confess, the Lord is the strength of my life, my strength began to return. I got stronger. I got stronger. I got stronger. The Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is who empowers me and gives me strength. Of whom shall I be afraid? Again, we don't have to be afraid of a virus. We don't have to be afraid of sickness and disease. Jesus bore our sicknesses. Jesus carried our diseases. By his stripes we were healed, 1 Peter 2.24. Woo! Matthew 8.17, Jesus bore our sicknesses and our diseases. He bore it. I don't have to bear it because he bore it. And I begin to confess this. And I begin to confess this. And I begin to say the Lord is the strength of my life over and over and over. And I also begin to say that every cell and every organ of my body whoo, functions perfectly as God designed it to function. Now, you might say, well, Dr. Bill, where'd you get that? Well, if the Lord bore my sicknesses, if he carried all my diseases, and by his stripes we were past tense healed, if we were, then I am. If I am the healed, that means every cell has to function perfectly. That means every organ has to function perfectly. Well, as I begin to say all of this, and I begin to confess all of this, my organs begin to function. My kidneys begin to function. My stomach functioned again. I could take in food and actually retain it. And I was gaining weight. My heart, which had been very erratic and had to have a pacemaker, started operating the way it was supposed to. The only thing that was left that wasn't functioning the way it was supposed to was my liver. And the doctors assured me, there's nothing that can be done about that. Your liver is shot. You're just going to have to put up with it. There's nothing we can do. Your liver is not something... Now, here's the thing. If you lose part of your liver, it actually grows back. But they said that this particular condition was irreversible, and it would not grow back. It would not straighten out. It was actually in a state of decline, and it, there was just nothing they could do about it. So I still was confessing, the Lord is the strength of my life. Jesus bore my sicknesses. He carried my diseases. By his stripes we were healed. If we were, then I am. So my liver has got to get in line. Every cell and every organ of my body, and that includes my liver, has to get in line with the Word of God. Has to function as God designed it to function. So I began to confess that and confess that. And I tell you, people probably got tired of hearing me say the Lord's strength of my life, but I just kept saying it all the time. Well, finally, I ended up going to the ICFM convention down in Newark, Texas, right outside Fort Worth, which is Eagle Mountain Lake. And it was at Brother Copeland's facility. And we were having the ICFM, the International Convention of Faith Ministries, and I was there as a member. And I'm there in the uh, congregation at Eagle Mountain. Woo, hallelujah. Eagle Mountain. I'm in the church there. And Brother Copeland gets up to speak. And he does, you know, a few preliminary announcements and so forth. And then as he began, just was about ready to start teaching, he stopped and he said, somebody here, listen to this. That, imagine me sitting out there <laughs> listening to this. He says, somebody here has problems with your liver. They've told you it's incurable. You're being healed right now. Woo, hallelujah! It just, it just struck me. It hit me. And I remembered what Gloria Copeland said about taking your healing. 
You know, the word receive literally means to take. And I've often read the scripture, the kingdom of God suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. And I was wondering, what does that mean to take it by force? Well, I knew <laughs> when I was sitting out there and Brother Copeland said somebody's being healed in their liver right now. I said, I take it in Jesus' name. Out loud. Jumped up as high as I could. I couldn't jump very far. But I jumped out of my seat, grabbed the air, and said, I'm healed in Jesus' name. That's me. Well, you know, everybody kind of looked at me like, what is this guy doing? You know, probably thought I was crazy. But after the service... They had a reception for the ministers, which, you know, we were all ministers there at the ICFM convention. And they had a, a, a reception for us there at Eagle Mountain. And we were sitting at these chairs. There's probably six or seven of us to a table. And the tables were round tables, and they were set up all over the room. And I would go from table to table, and I'd say, when Brother Copeland said that tonight about somebody being healed of their liver, that was me. And they'd go, okay. <laughs> I'd go to the next table. I said, what? When Brother Copeland called out somebody getting healed tonight with their liver, that was me. And somebody go, well, praise the Lord, brother. <laughs> like, who is this guy? You know, they didn't know me. Well, then I came to the table where Dr. Doug Wingett, who is the head of Life Christian University, the founder of Life Christian University. I know uh, Brother Doug. And I came up and I said, Dr. Wingett, when Brother Copeland called out somebody tonight got healed of the liver, that was me. He said, I believe it, Dr. Bill. Hallelujah. <laughs> I finally had somebody agree with me. And then I went to the next table, and there was Dr. Larry Allison, the president of ICFM. And I said, Dr. Allison, I received my healing tonight. That was me that Brother Copeland called out with the liver. He said, I don't doubt it, Dr. Bill. Hallelujah. And he hugged me. Woo, hallelujah. Well, you know, I mean, that was great. But I had no, you don't see your liver. <laughs> you can't feel your liver. You don't know what's going on there. So I just went back home after the meeting. And I went on about my business. And I kept confessing, the Lord is the strength of my life. The Lord is the strength of my life. And I kept going on. And finally, it came time to go see my doctor. And she was concerned about the liver issues. And so she had me take blood tests and to see what the state of my liver was. She wanted to check it out. And when I got to her, her office... After the test, she looked at me, and she said, come here. <laughs> I said, what? And I was sitting on the other side of the room, you know. She said, come here. So I scooted my chair up, and she said, look at this computer screen. And I looked at it, and it was just a bunch of numbers on the screen, you know, after this and that and the other, all these official <laughs> medical-sounding words that I didn't know anything about, you know. And I said, oh, okay, what am I looking at? She said, these are your liver numbers. I said, okay. She said they're textbook perfect. Every single one of them's perfect. Now, I don't understand this. Because when you got out of the hospital, the doctor said your liver would never be right. Well, everything's fine. Look at this. Every number is perfect. I said, I don't doubt it. <laughs> I said, praise the Lord. She looked at me kind of funny and said, okay. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Well, now, see, I've got evidence. But see, and I had a doctor's report that confirmed I was healed. But that's not what I believed. See, whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to believe the Word of God. I'm going to believe what God says. And I believed it long before I had that test. And it showed that my liver 
was functioning perfectly. Well, now my kidneys are functioning perfectly. My liver is functioning perfectly. My heart is functioning perfectly. My muscles are functioning perfectly. Woo! Hallelujah! I'm getting stronger every day. Why? Because the Lord is the strength of my life. Now, here's the thing. This is what you can take from this. Take this scripture and build it into you. Build it into you like I built it into me. The Lord is the strength of my life. Think about this. The Lord, God, is the strength of my life. My life force emanates from God within me. That's the life, the zoe of God. It's inside me, and it radiates out from me. woo Hallelujah! I tell you what, folks, get happy. As a believer, the life of God is in you. The life of God should be radiating out from you. you where, whoo, wherever my hand touches, my hand is like a glove. Woo! And inside is the power of God. And when I lay my hands on folks, man, they recover because that life comes out of me and goes into them. Oh, hallelujah. Get, get a hold of this. Mark chapter 16 says, We lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. We'll speak with new tongues. Woo, hallelujah. We live a supernatural life. We live a life that is infused with the power of God. We live a life that is built on the strength that God has within us. The Lord is my light. He is my revelation. He is my illumination. He is my salvation, which includes prosperity, which includes healing, which includes deliverance. Of whom shall I fear? When the naysayers come and say, oh, that stuff doesn't work, you come too late to tell me this stuff doesn't work. I got healed off of this stuff. Hallelujah. I got healed off the word of faith. And I've said many times before, where you go to church is a matter of life and death. And I'm telling you what, going to Faith and Victory Church is a matter of life for me. It infuses me with strength, hearing the Word of God from pastor. You see what I'm saying? Where you go to church is a matter of life or death. If you go to a church that they're telling you there's no way, they're telling you you don't know what God's going to do, they're telling you, well, God may have made you sick to teach you something. That's a bunch of baloney. I mean, find me one scripture, one, just one scripture, where Jesus laid hands on somebody and they got sick. Just one. I mean, imagine, he went out and healed a whole crowd, a, a multitude, says they were all healed. But did he then go aside with somebody and lay hands on them and they got sick? There's not one reference. There's not one scripture. Why? Because it's not scriptural. You know what you need to be scriptural? Scripture. <laughs> so find me one scripture where it says God made him sick to teach him something. It doesn't. That is a lie of the devil. That is false doctrine. It's just as false as saying that Jesus isn't the Son of God. That's false doctrine to say that God made people sick. Hebrews 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing those that were oppressed of the devil. If it's oppression of sickness, it comes from the devil. There's no question about that. That's scripture. That's scriptural. You see what I'm saying? So praise God, 
grab a hold of this, take this message, take it to heart. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom? Of what shall I be afraid? I'm not afraid of the coronavirus. No plague shall come now in my dwelling. Psalm 91.10. Now, you know, I'm not going out, as somebody said on TV, French kissing somebody with the coronavirus. I mean, that's bad anyway, you know what I'm saying? But you see what I'm saying? I'm not doing something stupid, but I'm not afraid of it. When I go out and about, I don't even think about it. It does not even enter into my mind. Because I'm not going to receive it. It can't come nigh me. Like Pastor says, I am a virus-free zone. I am a germ-free zone. I'm a bacteria-free zone when it comes to harmful bacteria. Now, there's some good bacteria that you need in your gut. Don't get me wrong. Probiotics. All right, I'm getting over into natural health a little bit here. My other degree. <laughs> That's okay. We'll let that go. But the point is, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the harmful stuff. Dies when it touches my body. It can't survive around me because of the light, the life, the zoe that's coming out of me. Woo! Hallelujah! Did you get something out of this tonight? I trust you did. I sure did. I done preached myself happy. We'll stop for tonight, but I tell you what, remember service this coming Sunday at uh, the building of New Life Family Church right there uh, outside of Jamestown. Uh, if you need instructions and directions, call us. We'll let you know. But come on out, 2 o'clock. I know that's an unusual time, but 2 o'clock on Sunday. We'd love to see you there. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And like I said, where you go to church is a matter of life and death. If you want life, you come to Faith and Victory Church. Join us again next time. Remember until then to fulfill the Word of God. I trust that you receive from the ministry of the Word of God today. If you'd like to contact me, you may write me at Dr. Bill Bailey, Word of Faith Ministries, P.O. Box 5213-5213, High Point, North Carolina, 27262. Or you may email me at this address, Dr. Bill, D-R-B-I-L-L, at W-O-F-M If God speaks to your heart about supporting our ministry financially or you would like to receive more teaching messages from the Word of God, check out our website at www.wofm.org I believe and agree with you for the full 100-fold return on your giving. I also believe and know that God is richly blessing you and your family every day in every way. Praise God, you are blessed and highly favored.